Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. As moms, we have the opportunity to raise strong and confident children. We also have the blessing and the challenge of helping our children through these different transitions. On today's episode, I am so excited to welcome Christy Pruitt-Haynes to our virtual house as she talks all about raising a strong and confident daughter as well as helping her walk through the transitions. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey guys, this is Patricia. And I am LaTanya. And we are... Black Mom Diaries. I'm going to just take it from her this time. I'm taking it from you this time. You know what? I was just like, I'm not even going to... We'll just see how it goes. You know what? Next time it'll be you. That's what we'll do. Next time it'll be you. This time it'll be me. I'm all for it. And then, you know, yeah, we'll do it. if we can remember that, right, it'll be like, wait, you know, how's it yeah. going? School's starting this week, you know. I, oh, you know, girl, my nerves are all over the place. I need to do like some serious breathing exercises and just uh, move in that because, yeah, that's that's how it's going because school is starting in a few days. So you have I- a what? A, you have a third grader? I have a third grader and I have a kindergartner and a kindergartner. Okay. So I have a third grader Uh and um, we don't know what grade he's in. He doesn't know either, you know, homeschooling, Uh, who cares? Mm. Uh, But he, he, (laughs) we're going to say fifth grade. And then my daughter is uh, eighth grade. Oh, well, almost. Wait, is this so, so how would you say that eighth grade? Are you thinking like this is her last year of middle school or is she still in junior high? She's still in in kindergarten (laughs) if you ask me. (laughs) I remember when she was like walking around as an itty bitty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's trying to be taller than me. It's wow. all good. Yeah, she's five five. Right. How does and that happen? I don't know, but she says she wants to be six feet tall, which is okay. She's the tallest in her um her one day academy class, which is fine. But she wants to she wants to do everything better than me, which I love. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it, and, and it's it's okay. And I don't know why height falls into this and then Uh she wants her feet to be bigger than mine i say no you don't baby because i wear a size 11. you don't want none of this big feet smoke you you can't go anywhere trying to pair cute shoes stay a size nine right and you'll be blessed every time you go in the show yeah it stops at size nine right yeah like yeah with the cute she had on a pair today i wish i girl my big toe couldn't even fit in that thing but they were so cute and she's like mom my feet are going to be bigger than yours i say slow down grasshopper because you don't want it you don't want that (laughs) it'd be one size 11 in the whole store you know right yeah anyway and I don't understand because I, I was reading this blog from this one lady and she was saying that she has really large feet and she was like, so if you are going to follow me because you're looking for cute shoes, you're not going to find that here. They don't really have a whole lot of cute shoes for my size. Most of the mm-hmm. shoes that I wear are functional. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Like somebody with larger feet doesn't want to wear we cute gotta shoes. We got to be orthopedic or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, girl. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I never... They didn't change until after I had children. I wore a nine my whole life. And then after the two, after the two, 
the first two they grew to a ten and a half, and then the last one just took me over the edge. Ooh, you know, that's why <laughs> I called him out. the last dragon because like, if I have any more shoes, feet grow. Lower. Right. Yeah, that's weird. I don't understand. It's like they live in your body for like nine months, and then they get disrespectful they... and grow your feet. That's what happens. Or something. I, you know, I can't eat spicy food now. Like, and my my favorite was Thai food, right? And I used to get like super spicy Thai food. And after one of my kids, I can't even. I think it was the second one. That one. After that one, I I can't even eat spice. Yeah. Like it comes yeah. and goes. Yeah, that's why we stopped eating beef because of you know the children. Me being mm -hmm. pregnant, my husband felt really bad. It really messed up my digestive tract. So we don't, I don't do any of that. Oh, so many things that they change and, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade them. I wouldn't give them up. Uh, no. Yesterday I put up a video of my son dancing mm -hmm. and um, I, I was dancing, but everybody was was like standing there like, okay, y'all. Well, we went to a back to school type of thing, right? And um, at this, mm -hmm. they had, they were, they were giving out gift cards and they were playing really good music. And so my son right. wanted to be chosen. So they would just dance up in the front. You know, right. it's just like, get me, get me, see me. My daughter, she's like, oh, they're going to pick me and I'm going to be cool back here. <laughs> they did not. They did not pick they her. They didn't. Okay. And they picked my oldest son. So he got to play musical chairs, which my daughter is an ASAP. Right. Mm. And I'm telling this story because I'm about to embarrass myself. Right. So he played musical chairs. My daughter's like, he's, oh, he's not going to. And I was like, why would you do your brother like that? Don't, don't think of it. She was like, okay. He's the last two, right? The other boy's like, I got this, you know, <laughs> dapping up his homeboys, uh -huh. walking around. He's he's my sweetest child. So he's mm -hmm. walking around. They cut the music. Boom, my son slides in there, right? Bam, win. Listen, I done knocked three kids over. Now, well, this is a friendly game of musical chairs. I'm like, okay, sounds like it. <laughs> I'm like, I know you can do it. You're the best. Uh-huh. Musical chairs. Right. And all the other parents are looking at me like I'm crazy. But I was like, you understand. This is my my I don't care what he do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be that, I'm gonna be that person right. that's gonna jump up. And so he starts to dance and I'm dancing <laughs> and nobody else is is dancing. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just us. two of you. It's just us. It's just yeah. us. And then his brother came over. My daughter, she's like, I'm just going to stay under the tree because, okay. you know, she's in that. I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm going to do she, that. She has more of your your husband's personality, though. That very seems like. Intense. Very intense. Yeah. So yeah. your husband would. I can't see him dancing. So is that more. Or is that like that's just her personality right now because that's the phase that she's in yeah yeah that's just the phase that she's in but maybe our guest can tell me how i could maybe relate to an older daughter because she's my first one yeah. maybe i know my sons are so easy but maybe who do we have today who do we have oh, today who i'm so today? excited <laughs> on this week's episode we have the author tedx speaker Founder of Christy Pruitt Haynes Consulting and mom, Miss Christy Pruitt Haynes. So today she will be sharing with us her experience as a black mom living with a disability and raising a strong young woman. Without further ado, let's welcome into the Black Mom Diaries virtual house, 
Miss Christy Pruitt Haynes. Come on in. Come on. Welcome. In. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I wish we had like um, sound effects or something like <laughs> applause. Yeah, we said that. But yeah, we got to do something about that. Yeah, so. you said that. Yeah. How are you doing? It, it will, right? Yes, I am. I am doing well. I will be honest. I am very emotional because we are three days away from um, heading up to take my daughter to college. So wow. I will be an empty nester in less than a week. But overall, I am great. I'm going to I'm going to say great. But the truth is, I could burst into tears at any moment. <laughs> OK, and I will burst into tears with you. So don't get that started today. That's yeah. I, I will do my best not to. You know, I will do my I best. Not I mean, to. you're welcome to do it, right. but it's, I, I got an Oscar ugly cry. I just, you know, <laughs> the light hit right where you don't want it to hit, you know? I get it, I get it. That yeah. has been my life for the last few weeks, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Know, you. That season Thank where you. everybody's getting their um, children um, settled into the apartment. How's your daughter taking? She's excited. She's got one foot out the door. She can't wait. She's all packed up. And, you know, I'm excited for her also. I wouldn't mind if she seemed a little less excited because mm -hmm. then I feel like maybe she'll miss me a bit. But um, but the truth is, you know, I want her to go and, and truly live life, have all of the great experiences and, and all of that. So everyone keeps telling me, consider this a job well done, because if she didn't feel that. like she was prepared, then she would be hesitant or she would have picked a school closer to home or something like that. So I'm trying to take this as a moment to pat myself on the back. But the truth is, all I can think is my baby's not going to be here every day. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot, but it's a, you know, it's a positive emotion overall. Yeah. Right? So raising a young lady like that, I need your help because my daughter already, already ready. Yes. <laughs> go to California or somewhere. So what do you do? Do you let that flow? Do you not, do you yes. chop that tree down? What do you do? <laughs> you let it flow and you mm. encourage it. And, and, you know, so what's interesting is from the time that she was probably two or three years old, she was her own person. Like she truly came out with this sense of determination and entitlement that I will be honest, made parenting a bit of a challenge early on. Um, but I knew I needed her to keep that spirit. I needed her to keep that because through the years, life was going to kind of chip away at her as a black woman. And so I needed her to walk into the world with the full understanding that she could do anything. So no matter what happened, she'd be able to bounce back from that. So, you know, even as a, as a little girl, when we, she was probably three or four, my rule was, if you, we can have a conversation about anything, and if you can reason your way out of it, if you can use logic to convince me of something, then you win. I'll change the rule. I give in. And, and she, took, she took full advantage of it. So, you know, some of my friends would always say, why are you sitting and having a 30-minute conversation about whether or not she's going to eat her broccoli? I said, because ultimately, while it's sort of my decision now, in just a few short years, it won't be. And she needs to know how to think for herself and how to make decisions and how to advocate for herself. So we will sit and we will have this long conversation, but I know in the end, she's gonna get so many more skills from that than just whether or not she eats broccoli for this meal. So it was always with that long-term plan in mind. Yeah, you created the confidence in order to stand by, you know, 
what you want and yes. what you what's going to satisfy. You know, I don't have that issue with her. She's all about herself. Um, but all about her. Yeah, well, see, I thought it was a bad thing. And I used to cry. I was like, I'm raising her the most selfish child. But mm -hmm. she takes care of herself. But she's really nice. I'm not, you know, I'm yes. not going to say she, you know, but it has to have something in it for her. Which mm -hmm. I know I'm going to let Patricia talk because I'll just be here all the Patricia's here, guys. She's here. <laughs> uh, I'm listening. I just love, you know, we listened to your TED Talk. And it just the three things that you said was mm -hmm. just um and i did i did write them down you know them you know what is the qualifier <laughs> and the non-negotiables and my daughter has a lot of non-negotiables that i mm -hmm. learned from because i was mm -hmm. that you could have used me in your ted talk as that that person because that's me. I, yeah. i'm vacuuming the floor at work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i i was that person for a long time and I realized this is not setting me up for the life I want. And, you know, my daughter sounds a lot like yours. She was never that person. And, and I think, and I know as a parent, it's sort of difficult to describe your child as selfish, but my daughter does have a little bit of selfishness to her. And I'm glad of that yeah. because it's not selfishness, meaning she will take advantage of others. Right. It's selfishness, meaning she will take care of herself. So we now hear all of these other women talking about self-care and how do I, how do I rest and all of that. I don't worry about that for her. You know, I still have all kind of worries and concerns as any parent does, but that's not on the list. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that so I have, I, mine is a little bit different. My son is very much like how you guys are describing your daughter. He is very outspoken about this is not working for me. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of to the point sometimes where I get a little bit like, ooh, this is embarrassing because it's around other people. He has no problems. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my daughter is not like that. And it's so interesting because for me, I'm thinking, okay, Aaron, you have to be nice. That's my son. I'm like, you mm -hmm. have to, you have to be nice because I'm thinking he's going to get older and that's not going to look good as a black boy because he's going to become a black man. But then again, that my daughter, she is the one she'll hold the door open. She'll do anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. She's the mm -hmm. one. And for me, I'm like, okay, you need to stand up for yourself. You need to, you need to put boundaries up. Um, and I have been like trying to figure out what's a fine line because this is who she is and if she enjoys doing this like if this is her love language to do things for people I don't want to try to make her into something she's not but then at the same time I don't want her to become a doormat I want her to know that I can I can use my voice and I can yeah. tell you this is not working for me so and there's a fine line and what I would always tell because my niece is much more giving and taking care of others and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think what we always said with her is if it feels right to you and if it feels good for you, then do it. At the moment that it feels like you're being taken advantage of, then you stop. Right. And because it's it's about that balance and everyone does, as you said, everyone has different ways of showing how they love and care for others. And you don't want to change them, but you just want to make sure they can advocate for themselves. So you know, with my niece, it was a lot. What are the most important things for you? Set up those guardrails and then run with it. You know, from there, do do the things that work well. Right. That's awesome. 
So, yeah. so you, you, you talked about, and I know there, you have so many great things. I just want to say that um, I could just, I could talk about what you spoke about on just the, the TED talk. And then I have not, you know, we'll talk about your book um, coming up, but I want, mm -hmm. I want to know who made you, you, this person that's sitting right here, what and who inspired you to be this woman? So I will say, give two answers. First, and I tell everybody this, when God was making people, he double dipped me in the confidence bucket. Like he just did. And I am thankful for him doing that. Um, you know, true story, literally 10 minutes before logging on to this, my mom lives with me and I happened to walk by a mirror in her room and I did a double take and said, wow, I look so cute today. And my mom busted out laughing. She said, I don't know anyone else who will stop at a mirror to admire themselves. And I said, but we all need to. If I don't think I'm cute, no one else is going to believe it. So I think part of it, there is something that was just naturally in me. But the bigger thing is the way my parents were very intentional. And my mom especially was very intentional about having conversations with us. We could ask her anything. We could talk about anything. We could advocate for our own selves. She was never the, the parent that said kids should be seen and not heard. So she encouraged us to ask, what, ask for the things that really matter most to you and push for those. And we had to do it in a respectful way. You know, there, there were absolutely boundaries still. But, but I appreciate that so much, even to the point I skipped a grade early on. So I graduated high school and started college when I was 16. In hindsight, if my daughter would have been 16 trying to leave for college, I feel like I would have done everything to hold her home. But even with that, they let me go because that's what I wanted to do. So they always encouraged me to, you know, if you can, if you can dream it, if you can try it, go for it and do it. And I'm so appreciative for that. And it truly is just carried over and, and probably grown even, even more since I've gotten older. That's lovely. I think confidence is to to build your children's confidence because um, we were told all the things not to do. That didn't build our confidence. That actually made us do something else. I don't know what mm -hmm. I want to call it. It took a long time. Like I say, my daughter has been the opposite. Like she, mm -hmm. she says it all the time. I said, baby, you are just a beautiful girl. Well, why wouldn't I be? You know, yes. that's, mm -hmm. that's her answer, right? And, but, but then she'll come around the corner. She said, because you're beautiful, I guess. Ah! Really, but she, but, but I'm saying she taught me at a later mm -hmm. age what something that I needed when I was younger, you know, because well, I didn't walk in the mirror, I was trying to break that sucker. Like, what, <laughs> you know, no, they no, I was, I was like that to an extent as a kid, but it definitely has grown as an adult, and you know, even with, with my daughter, what I always knew was people were eventually going to kind of chip away at her. So I needed to build her up as much as possible. And a lot of parents, I think, raise kids. But I knew I wasn't necessarily raising a kid. You're only a kid for about you know 18 years or so. I was raising a future adult. So I needed to give her the skills to be successful as an adult. So that's what I would always strive to do. You know, it sounds like you got an incredible foundation from your parents to yes. become the person that you have become. And you've passed that on to your daughter, which is beautiful. Um, so, and you you have, like Latanya said, you have all of these incredible accolades that you have done. And um, 
So how do you as a mom balance that? Because I think for me, um, one of my struggles is I can be rocking it on the job. And then mm -hmm. I've given so much that when I come home, it's like, I don't have a You're whole done. lot to give. Yeah. And I just am not rocking it as a mom. So how, how are you able to balance that where you're able to give so much to your daughter and build her up? She made me. I will be very honest. I sucked at balance in the beginning. Um, and especially she, her dad and I divorced when she was two years old. So at that point, all I could think was I have to make sure her life doesn't change and she doesn't suffer now that we are essentially a one income family. So I poured myself into work and I was like, I need to work. I need to move up. I need to make money so I can give her experiences and send her to the best schools and do all of these things. So that's what I was focused on until one day when Christiana, I will never forget this day. She was three years old. She pulled out a calculator and started frantically hitting buttons on this calculator. And I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm using my, she called it a blueberry, meaning blackberry, but she just could never remember the word blackberry. Um, so she said, I'm using my blueberry to send you an email to see if we can play. And I said, well, I'm sitting next to you. Why do you need to send me an email? And she looked at me and said, because you always answer your emails first. And in that moment, I realized she thought my emails and my work were a bigger priority than her. And she thought it because that's the way I was behaving. That's where my focus was. So I said, okay, we've got to change things. So I, um, that's actually when I first became an entrepreneur. I said, I need flexibility in my day. Um, so I you know, changed how I worked. I set very rigid boundaries on when I would travel for work, when I wouldn't having the ability to take her with me, things like that. Um, I, I went to everything. I signed up to be room mom. I am not naturally that kind of mother. I'm not the Pinterest mom, mm. but I made myself become that. I was a Girl Scout troop leader. And to my friends, that's hilarious because that is not me. But I had to become what she needed me to be. So she always knew she was the most important thing. And I realized that being able to provide things was only a small piece of the story. She actually needed me and she needed my time. So mm -hmm. she forced me to be balanced. So I let go of some things. Um, I had to prioritize. And then my family and friends are amazing. Like at a moment's notice, I could call my mom or my sister and say, okay, she's on her way to you because I need to go be a grown up for a little while. Mm -hmm. And they would always say, okay, so people use your village. Don't be afraid to reach out to have other people stepping in. Since we were divorced, I had male friends who would always, they would show up at soccer games. They would be there for any kind of father-daughter moments and things like that until I got remarried. So I used my village, I prioritized and, and really focused on what was going to be most impactful long-term. Almost teared up a little bit. That was, <laughs> that would have made me boo. I would have had to ask for a, a church finger moment. <laughs> Excuse me, baby. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, um, we, we talk about intentional time all the time, Patricia and I do. Because uh, my yes. sons, they want me to sit. He just came in. It's funny was when the thing, he came in and was like, Mom, are you going to play with us today? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Because he knows, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. I can't remember. I got to remember. They only can play games on Saturday and Sunday. That's my time to you do that. Mm -hmm. That's a really good reminder to do their time, not yes. what you think 
Exactly. Let's just sit here by each other. No, what is it that you want to do? Mm -hmm. That's really cool. We would have long conversations about a blade of grass if that's what she wanted to talk about. Because I knew if we talked about the stuff that was important to her when she was little, then we would talk about the stuff that was important to me when she was bigger. And now we have a phenomenal relationship. Like she came to me and talked about, well, what do you think if I got a fake ID? So we had a whole conversation about it. Or, you know, we can literally talk about anything. And and I know that was created back when she was little. And we just sustained it through the years. So it, it, I love it. I love it. Wouldn't change who we are for anything. Yeah. You go get one, get me one too, girl. <laughs> Make me younger though. You can give yourself yeah. 20 years up and give me about 20 years now. We can go out together. That's nice. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. I mean, my daughter that is. Have that. that makes me think I'm on the right track. Because we yes. I talked to other like moms and I talked to other moms, and I know this is personal. She don't listen when she started her cycle. Mm-hmm. She came and talked to me and her dad at the same time. And the mom was like, um, I can't even get my daughter to talk to me. And then I said, well, you're going to have to look at what, <laughs> you know, I can't tell mm-hmm. you because this has been our life since he right. was little. Yes. You know, I want to yeah. know everything. Exactly. Know um, everything. That's so what we can. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I love the it. Mental, the mental side, like how right. do you think about it? That's really mm-hmm. good. Oh, but I think, like, I know, I know that there are some parents that's like, I put these boundaries up because I don't like playing this. I don't really want to do this. And I can't tell you, there are so many kid games that I do not enjoy doing. Um, my son loves just doing this free play stuff. And I'm like, I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know how this is going to go. And the he's rules kind of sort of. <laughs> every five seconds and I'm like can we just play a board game and he's like no I want to play this and Mm -hmm. I really had to train myself to be like I'm just going to be in it this Mm -hmm. is what he wants to do this is how he enjoys spending his time so I am going to give him this time I will put Mm -hmm. I will put on a timer and be like okay I'll give you 30 minutes Mm -hmm. on good days Mm -hmm. he gets 90 minutes you know but I'm just like I I need a timer (laughs) you know when it ends but I will I will just go through it and I focus on him because I know that he loves it. And yes, the rules change all the at a moment's notice. And I'm right, like, wait right a minute, I we're about to win. Yes, yes, always, <laughs> yes. always. But I'm like, you know what? It's not even about that. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do it for him because I I want him to remember these moments. And I, I am hoping that it's building on our relationship so that when he gets older, he'll wanna be around me. Yeah. It it absolutely is. Literally two days ago. Oh, they always did. Yes. But like two days ago, I was completely exhausted, ready to go to bed. It was probably 1145 at night and she was packing and she's like, do you want to come help me? And of course I'm like, yes, you know, so I run mm-hmm. down there and, you know, she picks with me now. She's like, try not to smile so big. You're making it awkward. Um, oh, so wow. I went in her room and all I did was sit there. She actually didn't need my help. She just wanted me there. So we stayed up while she was packing. We talked. I didn't go to bed until after one in the morning. I don't know how I made it to work the next day, but that time was just so precious. And, and I know it's because of the relationship we've built over the last 18 years. I want to go back a little bit. Just mm-hmm. not going back, meaning we're going forward, but back. 
you mentioned you became you were divorced and you became mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Did it become easy to do the things that you do as she got older? Or what's the process like in becoming an entrepreneur? You're, you, you're not alone. You had a great village, but mm -hmm. you're kind of alone. Yes. What's that? What's that? How did that feel? It's hard. Um, it was hard. I will be very honest because in my mind, you know, you go in and you don't know what you don't know. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'll be able to set my own hours and da 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 da, -da and I'll work less and it's going to be wonderful. I worked, especially in the beginning, I worked harder and more hours than I ever did. Thankfully, though, I was flexible enough that I could do it after she went to bed and things like that. So, um, so it was difficult there for a while. And, and I think the, the, the worry that came with it, the anxiety that came with it, especially initially, because there was no longer a steady paycheck coming in. You know, there was, I didn't know that on the first and the 15th, this amount was going to magically appear in my checking account. And there's a little bit of, you know, there's some satisfaction that you get from knowing that. So not having that was, was very unnerving for a while. Um, but I had to keep remembering, you know, this is for the trade-off. This is so I can do the things that I ultimately want to do and have the life I want to have. So it was worth it for me, but it was very difficult. But the other thing that it really did with my daughter in particular is it showed her that you get to create the reality that you want. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what I wanted her to know, that I didn't have to fit in this nine to five box if that's not what I wanted to do. And, and now I know she firmly believes that. She firmly believes if this is the kind of job I want, then I can get it. And if this is the kind of life I want, then I can make it happen. So, so I think the lessons that it taught her were worth all of the hard work that it caused. What type of business was it? Or is it? Is it something you still do? Yes, yes. I do, um, I do HR consulting. So I do a great deal of speaking, but it's primarily in um, learning and development, diversity, strategy, that kind of work. Awesome. And you were able Thank to you. start. That's really great. A lot of our uh, our audience, they of course, we're all into that um, starting our own businesses and we have children and how to balance it all and mm -hmm. how to move through different obstacles. Um, I don't know. I know you mentioned there, you have a, is a disability? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I, it, yeah. You can tell I'm legally that. blind. Um, so that definitely makes life challenging because I don't drive. And I did when she was younger. I was still able to drive when she was younger. Um, but I, now I can't drive. I can navigate spaces and stuff pretty well independently, but there's sometimes some things that are challenging there. But, you know, for me, it was just another reason to work super hard because I know the older I get, the worse my vision is going to get. Um, so I was like, well, I got to do it all now to get it in because I don't know if I will physically be able to do some of these things later. So it was just another um, another almost motivating factor. And the, the disease I have, it's hereditary. So my mom has it and her dad. So I've seen them kind of navigate life with it, which honestly made it a little easier for me. I knew I was like, okay, I can do this. It's going to be challenging, um, but I can do this. So it, it ended up just being something else to sort of push me and propel me forward. So, you know, now my biggest, my biggest thing with it is I still have fingers crossed that she doesn't have it. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll probably know for sure in a couple of years. So hopefully she doesn't, but 
the reality is if she does, I know she's equipped to, to still handle life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And awesome. that goes back to the way that you raised her and what you put inside of her. Yeah. And all of the life you spoke over her. Yeah. Constantly. And and not just me. Again, everyone, the you village. know, that she yeah, she's been surrounded by people who love her. Mm -hmm. And and she continues to be surrounded by people who love her. So like at her graduation party, it was just as many of my friends there as hers mm -hmm. because they've seen her from the time she was in kindergarten to now. So she's kind of this community kid that everyone, you know, is is just as invested in. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. That's so beautiful. I, just, I, I love Thank that. You. I love a community. Mm -hmm. um, and then that, you know, just it, getting it, in that space of allowing people to, you know, a, a love on you pr pretty yes. much and your mm -hmm. baby. Because that's really hard for a lot of people these days. Like, uh, we're thinking it about is. what may happen and it's not happening, you know? Yes. Right. So, it is, yeah. it is difficult, but again, I think a lot of my parenting style came from Christiana. She forced me into it. I remember when she was probably five or six years old, um, she was watching something on TV and like somebody's parents had passed away. And she asked, well, you know, what would happen to me if something happened to you? So I said, well, you would go live with, with your aunt, with my sister. So I said, well, what if something happened to her? We ended up with a list of 12 people before she felt satisfied. Because wow. it kept me, well, what if something happened to them? Well, what if something happened to them? And we just went down this list and somewhere around 12, she was like, okay, I think I'm good. So, but that, so we just wrote out the list and other parents, I had a friend who said, well, I just would have told her nothing's going to happen to that many people. I said, well, I could have, but this made her feel better. And now she knows there's this whole group of people who are ready to step in if they need to. So, you know, it wasn't a fun conversation to sit and list who's going to take care of my kid in the event that my 10 closest friends all died, <laughs> but it made her feel better. So it was just little things like that. She had me write her a letter um, the saying what would happen to remind me how much I loved her in case I was ever zapped by lasers and okay. I got amnesia. And I was like, huh, now, and where is this coming from? And it was an episode of Phineas and Ferb, this cartoon. Oh, oh I that. That, that sounds like Phineas and Ferb. I didn't <laughs> want to say that. It was. Someone had been zapped by a laser. They didn't remember people. So she, like, came to me and said, Mama, I need you to write a letter to yourself telling you how much you love me in case you get zapped by a laser and you don't remember who I am. So I could have said and argued on how that wasn't going to happen. But I'm like, cool, let's write the letter. So now she has this letter that's probably 13 years old or so about how much I love her and who she is and, you know, what her good night song is, just so I can remember all this stuff. And again, a lot of my friends were like, Christy, that was ridiculous. Why did you spend the time doing it? Because that's what she needed. That's what she needed to feel secure. So that's what I did. So, you know, Christy, I will say Christiana is the one who made me a parent. You know, I would love to say all of this was a lot of forethought, but no, this was me doing what she needed me to do. Mm -hmm. You can tell this and it's the girl because you live. I don't never live. <laughs> I got eaten by zombies. You know? <laughs> so it's really great that you live. At least you've got a chance. I don't get Yes. Yes. Maybe you get to come back. You can write a story where, you know, someone has a, a serum that will bring you back from being a zombie. Just change uh -huh. the ending. Change mm -hmm. the ending. Okay. And she's a storyteller, so she can do that. There you go. Mr. Pale. 
And you know, it's it's the patience for me. It's the patience and just the the way you lean into her needs, whether it's uncomfortable for you or you're mm-hmm. like, this is okay. But it's just all of that that I just am like, girl. When is you, when is your parenting class coming out? When is that parenting book coming out? Because I will buy that too. Because I know, like, there are times, there are moments when you know my kids are are doing things like that. So, you know, they're being a kid. They're asking mm-hmm. curious questions, and I feel like just cause. And I mean, obviously, yes. all of a lot of us parents feel that way because we see that on TV, and so mm-hmm. you know, like that's life or art imitating life, right? And we just don't always have the capacity to just sit in that because mm-hmm. we don't know how long it's going to take. But the fact that you sat there and went over a list of 12 people until she was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and it was worth it. And not the one that needed the list, but right. you know, she knows who her people are. So, right, and do it at a very young age. Well, let's talk about, let's go back. Let's talk about the transition because your daughter is about to go a different yes. transition, a more yes. exciting, sad mixture transition. She She's about to, to move on to college. Let's she talk about is. that and how that's been. And you've touched on it a little bit, but really, how has that been for, for you, for her, as she finished up high school and, and is getting ready to go to college? Um, all I can say is emotional, like all of the emotions, literally the full range from extreme joy to like what feels like borderline depression almost. It is, it's a lot. It is overwhelming. Um, I am so incredibly proud of her. She has worked so hard throughout school. That's one thing I can say, like the kid has a work ethic like no one I know. You know, she would stay up until three or four o'clock in the morning to get all her homework done if that's what she needed to do because she knew the kind of school she wanted to go to and she knew the kind of life she wanted to create for herself. So, you know, as senior year approached, I and my family knows me well, they've all threatened to like put me on drugs or something because they know I'm about to be an emotional basket case. But as as her senior year approached, um, it really dawned on me, we're here, you know, that she's actually going to be leaving. And I wanted to be the parent who we talked about all of her schools and we decided together where she was going to apply. And I would sit down with her as she's writing her essay. That's sort of the, the college experience or the application experience I had in mind. But she had decided this was her journey. So she needed to kind of do this on her own. And that was hard for me. I'll be very honest. I, I was not a fan, um, but she gave it a lot of thought. She did a lot of research. She picked the school she wanted to apply to. She told me as opposed to asking. Um, and, and we had a whole conversation. She was like, Mama, I'm going to be the one going there every year. It's got to work for me. Um, so she, she went through that process. And, you know, I was always the parent early on that said, it's your job to get into school. It's my job to pay for it. So she said, this is, remember what you said. This is my job. This is still me doing my job. So um, I didn't read her, like even her application essay until after she'd been accepted because she just wanted to kind of manage this process. And I think part of it was just, she wanted that sense of pride to know she did it. 
Um, so going through all of that was, it, it was very unnerving. It just felt weird to know this huge thing is happening and I didn't have the ability to influence it. Because as a parent, that's what you want to do. You want to be able to influence the next steps that your kids are taking. Um, and then the night came where she was going to find out about her top choice school. And again, I wanted to be the parent that recorded the reaction video, like go and sit and open it up and, you know, let's get ready and we'll have all this paraphernalia there. Um, and she's like, nope, I will sit in my room by myself. I want to find out by myself. I will sit with that decision and I will tell you within, I think she told me one hour, like within one hour of me finding out, I will tell you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what we're doing. I guess this is this whole adult thing. Um, but I knew that I would know pretty quickly. And of course, you know, she was finding out at six o'clock at six o'clock, I am sitting on the sofa, literally shaking because I know I'm either about to hear complete silence or screams. And thankfully I heard her scream and just run down the hall. I did it with tears in her eyes. And I immediately start crying. And then it dawns on me, crap, this is really happening. She's really leaving, like for real. It's all been theoretical up until this moment. She's actually leaving. Um, then literally my very next thought was, oh goodness, I have to pay for this. This is about to be a really big check. This is not fun at all. Um, but I, I, it's been so funny. I have seen her grow and mature so much over the last year. As we transition from me kind of being that middle person between her and schools with her being in that driver's seat. So, you know, she's the one that keeps up with the deadlines and all of that. So just being able to, to witness her mature and grow up has been a beautiful thing. Um, but again, it is so bittersweet because I'm literally, you know, I'm six days away from my baby living somewhere that I don't live. And it is just, it's like having your heart exist outside of your body. Like it is the oddest feeling um, that I have ever had, but I know this is what we've been working for. I know this was always the goal and the plan, but it doesn't make it any easier. That's awesome. Those are great. You have, you are great. I could listen to you. I was so mad that thing was 12 minutes and 49 seconds. <laughs> Look, I found a second. I was like, yes. I was like, what else? I would, you, you actually Thank are really, you. the buildup is like, amazing you you probably mm -hmm. practice that from being on stage because that's something that you would have you know that you have to do you lead with a story i hear it all the time yes, These are yes. When you go on stage relate to the audience and then exactly. tell them what they're doing wrong you know mm -hmm. <laughs> people remember stories before more than yes. they remember facts and mm -hmm. data so yes, yes. that's yes. true is that where your book title came from just this whole journey with um, yes it, it was that night. Um, it was that night after going through kind of this extreme joy of, ah, she did it, she got in. Then the extreme sadness of, oh crap, she's actually leaving. Then the extreme worry of, oh my goodness, this school costs more than any car I've ever purchased and I have to pay it every year and I have to pay for this. And, and you know, we as parents, we all save and we do all of these things but it's still overwhelming um, and having to make all of these financial decisions in the midst of such extreme emotion was just overwhelming. It was just so I was feeling all of the things at once. Um, so it was a lot and I needed I needed a little bit of levity. I needed to kind of 
find some joy and, and laughter with all of the situations. So, so that was really the kind of the impetus for the book. Did she help you write it or did you do it on your own? Um, no, I did it on my own. I stayed up one night. Um, I started about 10 o'clock one night. And by about one that morning, I had written it and sort of revised some of the verses and all of that. Um, and then I showed it to her the next day before she went to school and was like, what do you think? And she read it and she was like, this is hilarious and so true. And then she hugged me and she's not a hugger. Like, hmm. this is just, she's not a hugger, but she hugged me. And I was like, what is that for? She's like, I just, I understand. I understand how you feel. Um, so, so she kind of, she gave it her stamp of approval and her best friend said something to me about it the following day. So that's when I knew, oh, she's been talking about it. So clearly oh, she really does hey. like it and approve, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of the, that was the seal of approval. So I then shared it with a couple of other parents, um, who are at the same stage and with my sister and all of them were like, yes, this is the book that every parent needs who has a kid who's about to transition out of the house and, um, she's like, they, they all said, this is exactly how I feel. This is, this is the emotion I wanted to convey. That, that's kind of sort of another, another question that I had, because mm -hmm. I can see how it would be perfect for a, a parent that has a kid that's in high school, 12th grade, about to graduate. My babies are starting first grade and third grade. But I, I mean, it's always on my mind because yes. I remember the stress that my aunt went through when mm -hmm. she was trying to get my sister and I prepared for the next step. Yes. So how do you think it would relate to parents that have younger kids? I think it fits for any stage of parenting because what the book truly does is it takes you almost on this journey from when they were really little. Like it talks about, I taught you to walk and I taught you to taught you to talk and read, and now you're leaving me. So even if you aren't at the point of them leaving for college, you've seen those life transitions and you've seen your kid, you've seen those milestones and the book really kind of hits on a lot of those milestones. So you're still able, I think, to very much relate to the emotion of it um, and, and see the levity in parts of it. So you're still able to see that because even I think you said your youngest will be starting kindergarten. I remember that first day of kindergarten. I, you know, I walked in and or when it was time to drop her off, like I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes. She's fine. She's skipping in like it's the best thing ever. And I'm sitting there in tears, feeling very similar to how I feel now. So I think the the emotions of, of each of those major transition moments are the same, even if you haven't gotten to this college point yet. I felt that way last week when they went to um, Miami without me to go visit their grandmother and I'm yes. sitting there like all three of them went at you know and yeah they went with their dad but it's their dad but it's still, not yes. you know mm -hmm. and nobody's <laughs> gonna take care of your baby the way you will you know I shout out my, to dads y'all are great but he, he's an awesome he actually is very well I I kept my I never had that issue it was like oh my god my husband's home with my children I never had that issue but it's something about just that like you said I'm putting my three hearts on an airplane mm -hmm. without me. I didn't even care what they were doing in Miami. I just kept, and I was by myself now. The whole oh, time yeah. I'm up there thinking, man, they'll be back in two days. They'll be back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I'm already there. Like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I mean, they, it took, and I just said, you know what? Breathe. 
you know? Yeah. Go and enjoy yeah. yourself. Go sit in a cafe. Don't cook dinner for a week. You know? <laughs> you know, my friends were calling for those like, what you doing? They're like, what you doing? I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to mark it on my calendar when they're coming back. They was like, what? <laughs> You know, so I, you know, I'm not saying it's to that because she's definitely going to be living, you know, um, I, I answer calls for the children in college. And, and I was like, mm -hmm. I am glad your mom is not answering the phone, but I become the mother to them when I mm -hmm. answer their, those people. And I'm like, look, uh, this is your business now. Like what's going on in your room? You need to call your air conditioner is broken. Mm -hmm. I know you're not talking to your, they're probably, she's, oh, they're like, my mom would worry. I said, well, I'm going to step in for her. This is what you need to do. You know? Mm -hmm. So I, man, I don't know if my children will ever go that route, but you know, my philosophy is everybody's heard on the show, but I just want to say that was very good. I'm so glad you wrote the book. I would love Thank it. You. Um, and what's the title of it? Tell us. The, the title is, I have to pay for this. The full title is, yeah, yeah, exactly. there's one additional word, but if you just Google it by that or look for it on Amazon, just by, I have to pay for this, then it comes up that way. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I was looking at it and I, it just came out. So congratulations. Yes. That. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, this is my first book like this. I've written one book that was more in my professional life. Um, but this one's really personal. This one, this is my first, I will say, like my heart kind of poured out on a page. Yeah. That's why you wrote it in like 12 hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why. That's why I was able to literally sit and just in one long kind of session because it is so, it, it's my life. It's literally my life, but it's, it's the life of every parent who are going through this. And I think it is very much true whether your kid is going off to college or like my niece just moved. She used to live a mile away from me and my sister. So from her aunt and mom, she was literally one mile away from us. She is now 258 miles away. Not that I, you know, you yeah, not that I'm counting or anything. But so even that, it's the same thing. She's no longer here. We can't just get to her in a matter of minutes. So it's those same kind of emotions. I remember when you were this big and now you're off into the world and I'm not there. So it's something that I think every parent can relate to. I'm gonna go get that book. I can talk to you forever. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank is, there, you. is there anything else that you're working on that you wanna share with, with our people? Um, so the big thing is go buy the book. Yes. Buy, buy many copies, buy copies for yourself, <laughs> your friends, share them. They make great gifts. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the main thing that I am really focused on now because between that and, um, and my daughter actually leaving in, you know, we, we're on the, the less than, than seven day countdown, uh, that seems to have my mind consumed. But other than that, people can always sort of keep up with everything I'm doing professionally on my website, christycrewathaines.com. Um, so you can see where I'm speaking or bring me into your organization to speak. You know, right. create a moment. Yes, I am all about that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but no, those are the big things right now. So very much focused on the book and my baby. That's plenty right there. Yes. Oh, so. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you do, you still do speaking engagements and oh, yes. corporate type of training? I do. Awesome. I do um, all kind of corporate training, speaking engagements for organizations, universities, nonprofits, et cetera. Um, so facilitating, hosting, 
you name it, I'm there. I even do coaching for people. So yes, all of the things. Bring me in for all of the things. Because I have to pay for I have to pay for college and exactly exactly I gotta pay for this gig so um, yes I I need I need all the help I can get because this ain't cheap. Uh, you know, the yeah. apartment, woo, the apartment, just living in. Oh man. Well, what colleges cost now versus when I went? Like it's literally four times the amount easily per year. I'm like, this makes no sense. And let me, I, I will be the first to say, I am thankful, fortunate, and blessed that we're, we can make this happen. She will be able to go because for so many people, it is not like this would not even be possible. So it is with an extreme amount of gratitude that, that we're doing this, but it is not easy. It, mm. it is not easy. Well, before we go, before you leave our virtual Black Mom Diaries house, I think mm -hmm. we should play a game. We've got some time, Latanya. We, we got time for a game. game. <laughs> let's, play a game. let's do it. Let's do it. I like games. <laughs> I'm very competitive, so you know. Let's, <laughs> let, let's just all agree to be friends after, because I want to win. The first thing that comes to your mind, you can't okay. think. You're just gonna say whatever it is. We'll take care of the repercussions later. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be on my best behavior, but okay. <laughs> They're easy. Best child repellent. Best child repellent? A two-year-old? <laughs> like someone else's two-year-old. Two like that will... <laughs> you were that like, uh... the best, That's the best birth control ever. Like... <laughs> What about if you want them to get away from you? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> see, I, I took the question in a whole different direction. <laughs> that was good. That was good, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, for me, washing dishes, if I'm washing dishes, the kid's going to run because you don't want to have to do that. Interesting. Best weird yes. parent moment. Oh, goodness. Um, best weird parent moment negotiating with Christiana over how many pieces of candy she could have after Halloween. It was, yes, it was, it was a moment. It was the weirdest conversation I ever had, had because I was outsmarted by a three-year-old and it hurt my feelings to my core. We had a rule of one piece of candy a day because, you know, I got to preserve her teeth, teach her good habits, all that stuff. Um, and she came to me and she said, well, I had my one. It was like a little now and later. And she said, but look, this Reese's peanut butter cup is a lot bigger. So can I have another one to equal the size of the Reese's? And wow. I said, no, it's one piece a day. That's the rule. So she walked away. I'm feeling good about my parenting. I think I'm good. She comes back with a snack pack bag of M&Ms. And she says, how many M&Ms are in this bag? And I think, I don't know. And then I'm like, crap, because I know where she's going with this. She said, is it more than one? Yes, yes, there is more than one M&M in that bag. She's like, oh, so I can actually have more than one piece of candy a day. Dude, okay, today, today you get two because you won. Wow. Um, and it is was she going to work with you? Is she going to work with you in the business? Um, I, I'm sure I will work for her one day. Like, mm. I already, oh. I've already accepted that as, as my future reality. Like, she will wow. be running something. 
Um, but that was, it was the weirdest moment because I realized, A, this kid is probably smarter than me. And, you know, and, and she's only three, so this may be dangerous territory. <laughs> but, but B, I also felt really proud. Like it was both, it was both, oh crap, what, how is the, like, what are her teenage years going to be like if this is what we're doing at three? But there was also this extreme sense of pride because she was able to use logic to get what she wanted. And I was like, oh, she made it make sense. She did. It wasn't like, like, wow. Okay. Service, service or sacrifice. Ooh, this is, you said these were going to be easy. It is is easy. This is an easy one. I could, um, sacrifice. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. It's yeah, okay. I'm gonna do it. Sacrifice. All right, sacrifice. Okay, favorite love travel song. Oh goodness, um, something by Luther Vandross. Probably if this world were mine. Okay, that's hey. All right, I like that song. Beach or mountains? Beach. Never have I ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> never have I ever. Keep it clean, Christy. Keep it clean. Never have I ever, never have I ever jumped out of an airplane. I've never gone skydiving. Yeah, never have I ever and never do I really want to. I never will I. Yeah, unless that plane is on fire and, you know, I think my chances are bad. Going down with the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, Go to happy dance and you got to show it too. Y'all don't want that. Let me let me tell you a story. Let me tell you about me. My best friend in the entire world would always say, Christy, you can do absolutely anything except dance. I I prove that the stereotype on all black people being able to dance is not correct. So uh, you don't want to see it, but it's this, it's like a Carlton kind of thing I knew it, I knew it. with, I knew with a little it. bit of jumping thrown in yes. every now and then when my knees let me jump because my yes. knees don't always cooperate with the jumping part. But, I can but see yeah. how you can maneuver that. I can see. I yeah, can see but there, it's, it's probably in a chair. It's a little like chair moment and that kind of thing. So okay. yeah. All right, that's what's up. So which mom did it better, Peggy Bundy or Claire Huxtable? So I have to say Claire because she she is the quintessential mom. But shout out to Peggy Bundy. You know, I people I think gave her a hard time. Her kids loved her. They accepted her. She was ride or die for her family. So I'm going with Claire just because of the whole um, the the episode where Vanessa went off and had big fun. And the whole speech she gave after the, you know, you went out, got the car stolen, and you had big fun. Best episode ever. But, um, but yeah, Peggy Bundy, is she's underrated. She is I underrated. always say that. People, when I say Peggy Bundy, they was like, oh, no, not Peggy. But I was like, y'all understand. Her core no, values she, was Yeah, they, I, were. Yes, they were. Yes, yes. And this is, people look at me crazy when I blink in the store. In the store. Oh, let me think. Um, People look at me crazy when I probably sing out loud. I'm sure that's what it is. I sing along. If there's music playing, I'm going to sing. So if there's music playing in the store, without a doubt, I am singing. And I don't have good volume control. 
So I am unaware of how loud I am. It sounds great to me. So, um, so yeah, I'm sure that's what it would be. Awesome. Thank you for playing. Thank you for playing. You did an awesome yeah. job. Yay. Thank you. Well, before you leave, is there are there any words of encouragement that you want to share with our listeners? Yes. Um, you know, first, just keep keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. As parents, as moms, we, at least for me, I felt like I was doing it wrong every single day. And and I know I made mistakes, you know, probably every day, but I never gave up. You keep at it. And the mistake you made on Monday, just try not to make that same mistake on Tuesday. And so so keep kind of moving ahead in that way. And, um, you know, just listen to your kid. At the end of the day, and it's, I, I always think back to my childhood and what, what was it that I wanted most for my parents? And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I want to go on vacations and things, you know, and this and that. Yeah, I wanted that stuff. But what I really wanted to know is that they loved me unconditionally. They accepted me unconditionally. And I think that acceptance is so key. And they believed in me unconditionally. So if you can do those three things, love your kid, believe in your kid, and accept your kid for who they are, then everything else will fall into place. Well said. Love it. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. Yeah, I always get really nervous just before meeting a guest. That's just my personality, but <laughs> your spirit is amazing. And thank I just, you. I have so enjoyed just listening to your story and learning more about you. So thank you thank so you. much. This has been my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to our show today. We know you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to listen to the Black Mom Diaries. So get Christy Pruitt Haynes's book. I have to pay for this. Look it up. Help her out. She's got a girl going to college. Help this woman out. And then if you need to get in touch with her, if you want to work with her, check it out. You can go to her website, ChristyPruittHaynes.com and learn more about her there. If you want to get social with us, because we love being social, right? Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Search Black Mom Diaries. You can you can find us there. And of course, if you want to reach us, look for us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Latani, do you have anything else? Y'all check out the swag store. That's Where right. is that? Where is that? Oh, is it Black Mom Diaries? dot blackmomdiaries.com for Shop. your black mom diaries swag yes there's some great shirts on there and i love the cup like i drink out it every day i love it it's awesome make sure you check it out my girl did a really good job at setting that up Thank if you, you haven't already check out uh story being giant story podcast that was created by me and my children we read books on the podcast Make sure y'all still check that out and um, make sure you guys keep coming back because we love having you. So until next time, I am Patricia. And I am definitely Latanya. Always and forever. Thanks for (laughs) listening to the Black Mom Diaries. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Mom Diaries. If you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. If you'd like to partner with us financially, Check out ways to do so on Anchor or Spotify. You can support monthly or give us a one-time donation. No amount is too small. Until next time, 
Thank you again for listening to the Black Mom Diaries.